0: You're listening to Languagecasters Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to week 31 of Languagecasters Football Podcast for learners of English who are interested in all things football. Now, my name is Damien and I'm in London and it's a beautiful day here and not just because I've seen my team Tottenham beat Blackburn to keep up our push for fourth place in the Premier League. Apologies again for the delay in the show's appearance this week, but hopefully we'll be back to our regular Thursday-Friday slot next week. Now, Of course, we'll be hearing from Damon later on in the show. He's back in Tokyo after his trip to India, and you may have caught his very interesting report from that country last week. Indeed, we had quite a lot of posts on the subject of football in India, thanks especially to HP Source, who added some great links about the game there. Now, on today's main report, we will continue with our countdown to the South Africa World Cup by looking back at one of the most extraordinary tournaments, that of the 1950 World Cup that took place in Brazil. After that, we have another football expression, then our weekly predictions battle, and of course, we start off by reviewing the football week in The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, the transcript of which is on our site at languagecaster.com. Along with vocabulary explanations for those fans who wish to improve their English. oh,
1: O Let's go. oh, O Let's go. Você está
0: well, it was a good week for Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Lyon, and Arsenal as they all made it through to the last eight of the Champions League. The two English clubs won easily. United thrashed AC Milan 4-0, while Arsenal hammered Porto 5-0. Bayern lost 3-2 at Fiorentina but won through on away goals while Lyon caused the shock of the round with their 1-1 draw in the Bernabeu to knock out Real Madrid.
1: Well, my good, it's good news for Premier League strugglers Portsmouth who progressed to the semi-final stage of the FA Cup in England after beating Birmingham 2-0. The winners in 2008, they're going to face either Fulham or Tottenham. If it's the latter, they'll face their old manager Harry Redknapp and a host of ex-players too. The club from the south coast were of course forced into administration last week, something we mentioned, and they still face the likelihood of being docked nine points, something which would almost certainly result in their relegation. The cup run is just what they need, both to lift their spirits and to help their bank balance, although it has been reported that the English FA may withhold Portsmouth's match fees because they owe other clubs for past transfers. Winning the cup usually means entry into the Europa League. But that too looks unlikely, given their financial situation. Still, everyone loves a good cup run.
0: Yeah, now for my bad, nine-time winners of the Champions League, Real Madrid, were dumped out of this year's tournament after being held by French side Lyon at the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium this week. This was the sixth year in a row that the Spanish side have failed to make it to the quarter-finals of the Premier Club competition in Europe. Already, there's a huge amount of speculation over the future of coach Pellegrini, while the Madrid press have also turned their eye on Brazil star Kaká, who has failed to reach the heights of when he was at Milan.
1: Dear oh dear, Real Madrid again. Unbelievable. Well, my bad this week, a bad for AC Milan's David Beckham on his return to his former club Manchester United. Now, the LA Galaxy and Rossoneri midfielder had hoped To put in a winning performance, I'm sure, in front of his old manager, Alex Ferguson. But he didn't make an appearance until the second half. By that time, his side were already 3-0 down and effectively out of the competition. They finally lost 4-0. That's 7-2 on aggregate. Beckham being Beckham, though, he did manage to get himself in the limelight, even after such a heavy defeat. After the final whistle, he donned a green and yellow scarf. The colours represent a group of fans trying to get rid of the Manchester club's owners, the Glazers. Anything for a photo opportunity? Damien, how about Ugly?
0: Now for the Ugly this week, I'm going to go for FIFA's decision to not use technology in the game, and in particular goal-line technology, which I think is ridiculous in my mind. Tennis, cricket, rugby and American football all benefit from having this form of technology to settle disputes within their respective sports. Yet football lags behind. While FIFA stressed that they did this in order to preserve the human decisions in the game, surely it would be better for those decision makers, the referees, to have as much information as possible. Poor but unsurprising decision from FIFA yet again. You are listening to languagecaster.com. Continuing with our World Cup countdown, we feature one of the most dramatic tournaments to have ever taken place. the 1950 World Cup in Brazil in this week's main report, The 1950 World Cup was the first tournament to be held after the Second World War, and as much of Europe's infrastructure had been destroyed, FIFA turned to Brazil to host the fourth World Cup. Before the competition had even started there was drama, with many teams pulling out for a variety of reasons. Argentina didn't go because they were in dispute with their neighbours Brazil. Scotland had qualified by coming second in their group behind England, but refused to travel as they were not British champions. Turkey pulled out and then so did their replacements France, while India withdrew because they were not allowed to play barefoot. Austria felt their team was too young, while Germany were banned from international competition leaving a total of 13 teams to participate. Rather bizarrely, the 13 teams were divided into four groups, two of which contained four teams, one with three, and one group comprised of only Uruguay and Bolivia, with the Uruguayans easily qualifying. The hosts found themselves in the same group as Mexico, Switzerland and Yugoslavia, and despite only drawing with the Swiss, managed to make it to the final stage. Sweden also made it there after knocking out Italy, which may have seemed a surprise, but the Italian side had been badly depleted after an air crash in 1949 had killed all of the Torino squad, a squad that had dominated Italian football and indeed made up the bulk of the national side. England, making their first ever appearance in a World Cup, were expected to qualify from their group, but succumbed to one of the most embarrassing defeats in their history when they lost 1-0 to the USA. So unthinkable was this defeat that many back home thought there had been a misprint in their newspapers on reading about Joe Gaetchen's goal. Now FIFA had decided there would be no final match in this competition, but instead there was a group playoff between the final four teams. The host Brazil thrashed Sweden 7-1 and then trounced Spain 6-1, meaning that they only needed a draw against their South American neighbours from Uruguay who had beaten Spain but drawn with Sweden. The whole of Brazil was confident of victory, with the mayor of Rio de Janeiro proclaiming the team as world champions before the game, and newspapers already preparing front-page headlines describing the Brazilians as champions. Approximately 200,000 people crammed into the newly built Maracanã Stadium to watch this coronation, and when Brazil went 1-0 up, it seemed that everyone's belief had been correct. But with 30 minutes remaining, Uruguayan Starchiuffino scored, and then 20 minutes later, the unthinkable happened. Gigio beat Brazilian keeper Barbosa at the near post to snatch an unlikely victory for Uruguay. They had won their second World Cup and left Brazil stunned. Yaggy yag, and i talk back. Yaggy yag, yaggy yag, yaggy yag, yaggy yag.
1: This week's English for Football phrase is to be cagey. If you are cagey about something, you do not give a clear answer or make a firm decision. A cagey answer does not want to give away too much information and a cagey player may be a clever but cautious footballer who thinks a lot about the game. Managers are often described as cagey, especially when asked about their future plans. This week in the Champions League, many people have been asking Leonardo whether or not David Beckham will play against his old club, Manchester United, but the manager remained cagey and wouldn't say yes or no.
0: Right, before we look at this week's games, let's review some of the matches from last week. And I had a good week. I scored five points to Damon's nil, and our guest managed to get four. So I've narrowed the gap somewhat at the top. Um, Neither Damon nor myself got uh, the Indian club game right, although our guest did predict it to be a draw, and it finished 2-2 between Goa and Mumbai. It was also a draw between Zaragoza and Atletico Madrid, and I predicted that 1-1, so I got three points for that. In the Champions League, I did predict Manchester United would beat AC Milan, so I've got a point for that. And though I did predict Lyon to knock out Real Madrid, I didn't quite get the result right. Right, let's have a look at this week's games. Damon, what are your predictions? OK, here are
1: my predictions this week. Last week, of course, I had to open my big gob and laugh about Damon getting zero points, and that's what happened to me. Um, so I hope I can do better, and I'm going to start off in the Premier League, a London derby. Not a big one. Chelsea against West Ham. I think this one's going to be a comfortable Chelsea victory 2-0. Um, the next game is certainly a big derby. Lyon against Saint-Etienne in uh, League 1. And I think uh, because it's such a fierce derby, I think this is going to be 1-1. And then um, over in Mexico, we have Guadalajara against Pumas. And Guadalajara had a shocking result last week. Uh, I think they lost 4-0. And I don't think they're going to recover from that. And I can see Pumas winning this one for Mexico City 2-1. In La Liga, Barcelona again, who've uh, slipped up. And Real Madrid are now top of the league there. Can they recover? And they're playing Valencia. And I think they will recover. And I think they'll win 2-1. That's my prediction for that match. And Champions League games, second, second legs. We've got some interesting ties. Chelsea against Inter Milan. Uh can Mourinho do uh do his old team here and I think it's gonna be Chelsea one nil and that's gonna be enough for the London side uh, to put into out. And then Barcelona again. Uh we've had Chelsea twice and now Barcelona and they're taking on Stuttgart and I think they're gonna win this game one nil two and they'll go through
0: the next draw well those are my predictions right let's go for the predictions this week and we're going to start off with a big London derby in the Premier League that's Chelsea against West Ham and despite the fact that Chelsea are high-flying I think the Hammers are going to pick up a point here this is going to finish 1-1 now talking of derbies the big uh, derby in France in Ligue 1 is Lyon against Saint-Étienne and uh, I think Lyon will be too good for their local rivals they're going to win this one 2-0 Now, the big, big game in the Mexican League this week is Guadalajara against UNAM. And uh, I think UNAM are going to win this one away from home 1-0. Now, La Liga, we've got Barcelona against Valencia. And I think Barcelona are going to continue their impressive run. And they're going to go back to the top of La Liga and win this one 2-0. Now, we're featuring the Champions League. uh, Last 16 second-leg matches. We're going to feature two of them. Chelsea against Inter Milan. It's a huge, huge game. Uh, I think this will finish 1-1. And that means Chelsea will go out. And the final game this week is Barcelona, the holders against German side Stuttgart. Uh, I think Barcelona will win this one. 3-0 to progress to the last eight. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you all again next week. Bye-bye.
1: Enjoy all of the football and tune in next week. See ya.